This is the Wintrust Business Lunch on WGN. The markets are up a little bit today. But boy, Terry, they're not getting back what they gave up yesterday. No, they were very disappointed, John. And it was really a little bit ridiculous. They got what markets got way ahead of themselves in anticipating. You know, we've talked about that. Would the Fed cut in March? Would it cut later? Would it have five cuts? Would it have seven cuts? And that was the big kind of lottery guessing game. So up one tick one-tenth of one percent from what was expected, and the market just went into a tailspin. Um, it'll come around. It's just uh, this is a very frothy speculative market. And while you know I'm a believer in invest for the long run, we are still within a you know, squinch of all-time highs. If you're retired or thinking of retiring, this could be a good opportunity to raise a little cash so you sleep better at night. It does maybe indicate, though, that a drop in interest rates is baked into the markets already. And if they don't realize it, then they start to give back. I wonder if that's what's going to happen. If the Fed is only two or three instead of four or five, I wonder if the market's going to be sour. Well, the market, it's already happening. That's well, exactly that's, what is happening exactly. this moment. Yeah. And we'll never know until hindsight um, what other news comes out, what causes the Fed to react. And as I said, the market just got a little bit ahead of itself. And on that subject, you know, I saw a blaring, couple of blaring headlines in the financial wires this morning. Oh, mortgage rates rise sharply with inflation news. So buyers back off or whatever it is. Look, we are still at mortgage rates that are very reasonable. Usually when interest rates go up, it triggers a recession. Home sellers get panicked and they cut prices. Now, interest these headlines, if you're a buyer, this works to your advantage. Sellers are now going, oh, no, I waited for rates to go down. I missed the market. If you're out there getting, I don't want to take Joel Hochberg's place, but here's my Terry Savage sense of it. Okay. If you're out there getting ready to buy a house and mortgage rates ticked up to 6.87 from 6.80%, which was beneath the bold headlines, go make an offer and make it an offer slightly below uh, what you would have before and see if you can make the make up the difference by getting a slightly lower price. Do not let this news about a slight uptick price you out of the housing market. And by the way, you know, I practice what I preach. In 1981, I, I wanted this property and the seller had lowered and lowered and lowered the price and took back a note because you couldn't get financing at 15%. I'm still in that house today. No mortgage. But I remember when I refinanced it to 9.9%, I went, yes, I'm a genius because the price was a bargain. So don't get scared out of the mortgage market right now is my other little piece of advice for today. Is inventory going to be a bigger issue this year than interest rates when it comes to you know, mortgages anyway? I don't have a crystal ball, but for the mortgage, the housing market has been was stagnant. People are afraid to list because they can't get a new place because mortgage rates were so high. And I think that we're reaching the point where sellers have to sell for various reasons, job moving or whatever, family circumstances. And I don't think you should be scared out of buying a house now if you're otherwise qualified by virtue of a, a, a slight uptick in interest rates. That's just my thought on it. It's a market like every other market, like the stock market, like um, commodities markets. But this is this market has been sort of held up for a while. 
I have no idea whether it will break out to the upside. Inflation will resume and everybody will go, oh, I wish I had a 6.87% mortgage. Or if we'll have a recession, the Fed will be too tight for too long. They're still sucking money out of the economy. And then we'll have a, a real bad slowdown. And then they'll have to cut rates. That'd be a terrible situation. And that would mean lower home prices. But, you know, it's not... Mortgage markets are not a game, nor is the stock market, but you only do this once or twice or three times in your life. So if it's the right deal, make your best deal. You may have a little more leverage today than yesterday. Terry, so you think we should spend any discretionary money we have on wine and roses, huh? You know, nobody in the whole audience believed that I would ever write that. No one. Okay. <laughs> what I did say... Oh was that that's a lot of money down the drain and i like to be remembered but how about one rose for your spouse and maybe a 50 dollars contribution instead of a 60 or 100 dollars contribution instead of those roses to her ira because even spouses that don't work can have an ira so i was just making the point that the rose Gather ye rosebuds while ye may, because rough winds do shake whatever all that was from Shakespeare. And basically that the money would be better spent growing tax deferred in an IRA over the next 30 or 40 years or so. Most, uh, there was a statistic you also highlighted, women versus men. Uh, women consider themselves more financially savvy, right? Okay. Well, the reason that what was really the basis for this column, but Valentine's Day was a good tag, was a new survey out by Allianz, the uh, a financial, the life insurance company, called Women, Money, and Power. They've done that every few years, and the latest one. I love these statistics. More than half of women say they are more financially savvy than their spouse or partner, and that's up from 46% in 2021 when it was last done, and 49% of women say they are the chief financial officer of their household. That's also up. And 42% say they, of women say they're the primary breadwinner in their family, up sharply, uh, with more than half of millennials saying Wait, that they're the primary what breadwinner. Percentage, what percentage of millennial females are the primary breadwinner? More than half. Wow. Wow. Okay. So, and that doesn't mean that, I mean, some of these are families headed by women, of course. But um, the fact is, that we've come, you know, a long way, baby, from that. I mean, I'm old enough to remember. Don't you bother your pretty little head about that. Daddy will take care of it, and then you'll be passed off to your spouse. Oh, don't worry your pretty little head about those things. We have to worry our heads. We we talked about longevity last week in, in my column before this one about how women outlive men on average by three to four years. So, I, I you know, on my Ask Terry blog, I just cringe when someone posts, and my husband died, and he really took care yeah, of it. Yeah. But it's not just older women, actually. Um, there are many young families where the woman is very involved in not only her own job, but raising the kids, and, quote, leaves that to her spouse because, quote, he's better at it. You can't do that. You cannot do that. By the way, Terry, I do have your um, Valentine's Day column in front of me, and I want to just amend something you said. More than half, 51% of women say they are more financially savvy. The percentage of women that say they are the primary breadwinner in their family, and this is of women in general, is 42%, so just a little mm -hmm. less than half. But that point is made. It's a much higher number than it used to be. And oh, yeah, and especially amazing. with millennials, right? Yeah, because, um, 
but it just happens. So I, I gave a checklist at the bottom of this column. You can go to terrysavage.com. But if you are cringing when I say, well, look, what happens if your partner was in a coma from a tragic accident? Would you, would you know where all the financial accounts are, with the passwords, how to get into them? And by the way, do you have a written power to act if your spouse can't sign the documents? Or where all of the, I mean, my goodness, are you sure you even have your own credit and that the mortgage payments are being credited to you as well as your spouse? Um, it's, and the other thing is that really upsets me, if you, on Valentine's Day, my woman power thing, is that, yes, we have a will or we have an estate plan. Um, my husband met with the, the attorney and it's all settled. Well, were you in the meetings? Well, I didn't quite understand it all. But did you sign the document? Oh, sure, I signed it. They put an X and I signed it. You just, it's like you cannot afford to be ignorant of these basic things, not only because you might be taken advantage of, but because you might, in the end, wind up dealing with all your, quote, financial advisors, attorneys, and so mm -hmm. forth. Mm -hmm. You must be part of the process and understand it and ask questions if you don't. 312-981-7200 if you've got a question for Terry. Hey, Terry, my husband and I have $60,000 in I-bonds. We could get a higher interest rate by cashing these and purchasing a 52-week treasury. What are your thoughts? Uh, you know, I, this is a trend. I've answered and posted a question on my blog this morning about someone who wanted to cash them in and pay the three months interest penalty. When we did this I-bond thing, we said this was a minimum five-year investment. You don't know a year from now, yes, you may get a, a higher rate in um, T-bills for six months or even a year than what you're getting currently on your I-bond. But there's no guarantee that if the Fed does all this interest rate cutting, you won't be back down to earning two, two and a quarter percent on your T-bills a year from now. So this is a matter of, of the big word is asset allocation. The money in I-bonds is growing tax deferred until you cash them in. You won't pay any state income taxes on the interest when you do cash them in. And you, I, 60000 is a lot. It means you did it for three times, each of you $10,000 the maximum you could do in one year. So you've done it over three years. I hope that wasn't all your liquid cash because we always said this is just for a portion that you're ready to put away. I, I just You'll see what you can get because for the first couple of years anyway, they subtract the the amount of the penalty from the current value. If you want the money back, you can cash it in, take the money back, but there's no assurance that you're always going to get a higher rate in T-bills than you do in I-bonds. Terry's talking about getting into a mortgage in 1981 at 15% when the increase yes. in costs and inflation and overall wage increase haven't kept up. Her experience 43 years ago does not pair well with the reality today, says one of our listeners. Well, I would guess the home has appreciated lots and lots and lots since those days. Second of all, it wasn't a speculation. It wasn't instead of my IRAs and 401ks. It was where I wanted to live. So I never include your home as part of your investable assets. I'm just making the point that a jump today, and the headline was the mortgage rates for 30-year fixed jumped from 6.8 to 6.87 percent. Big headline: homeowners, you know, mortgage, you know, applications dropped. That's silly. 
put this in perspective over the long run. Your mortgage interest is a, a deduction, perhaps, but at the very least, it's also the place where you live. So this is a different kind of a thing than your stock investments. I think a lot of us consider if we're fortunate enough to own a home or own part of your home, you do consider that an asset. I mean, I know you Oh, it's no it's question an asset, but it's but there there are other aspects to home ownership that that are far different than, than marking your stock portfolio. A 312 says, yeah. no, 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 a retirement contribution is not an appropriate gift for Valentine's Day. Gifted on most other days, but not that day. <laughs> we have many days, says 312. Okay. <laughs> I said, get one rose and invest the difference. Yeah, let That's us know okay. how that works out for you. All right, how about this? <laughs> my wife and I are retired. We own a home. My wife and I are retired. We own a home. Um, looks like they have a mortgage. We collect Social Security and pensions. We had to pay $3,000 in federal taxes this year. Other than getting part-time jobs and putting 75% of the pay into the federal tax, how can we minimize the tax each year? This is a tough one because, you know, the, they first of all, they raise the standard deduction, so many people don't itemize. Second, yeah. they took away the deductibility of state and local taxes, which is property taxes and so forth. Now, one of the things you might look into, your seniors, There's I don't know where you live, but there's an Illinois senior exemption. There are a number of county programs, wh which you should look into for seniors that can reduce the amount you pay on property taxes. That would be one helpful thing. And, um, but high, you know, once your income is all 1099, W-2 or 1099 income from withdrawals, for example, from retirement accounts or Social Security, yeah. there aren't many deductions left, I'm sad to say. Not many deductions. If you're still working, of course, you contribute and you could still contribute to an IRA until your tax return is due. But if you don't have earned income, and I think that was the case here, Social Security and pensions, you can't even make a contribution to your IRA. So there, you're right. There are not a lot of tax deductions around. Uh, and they sort of answer their question, too, in saying other than putting uh, getting part time jobs and applying what's left of the income after taxes towards the tax bill which is an option if you want to do it for some folks. Terry Savage is a Wednesday guest for us. She's answering questions about, well, all sorts of things here. You ready for more questions from our listeners, Terry? Absolutely. Hey, John Williams, please tell Terry Savage to keep telling people about the dangers of Medicare Advantage plans. A hospital here in northwest Indiana just announced that they will no longer accept Aetna Advantage. This is the plan the retirees of the oil refinery and steel mill have. They also have stopped accepting Humana Advantage. <laughs> Luckily, our doctor warned us about the Advantage plans, and I would not let my husband sign up for his mill's plan when he retired even though he was reluctant not to do so, says Lou in St. John, Indiana. It is starting, John. I know I've been on this kind of a thing for a couple of years now, warning about Medicare Advantage. If you go to terrysavage.com and just put under the column search box there, Medicare Advantage, you will see why. Two things are starting to happen. The, but there is good news. I'm going to say this first of all. First of all, doctors are dropping out. They don't like the reimbursements. Now, this is the first I've heard of a hospital, especially in an area like Northwest Indiana, where all the retire—I mean, not all the retirees, but the vast majority of them come from those companies that uh, provided these for their retirees. 
This is the future of Medicare Advantage. It's managed care, and they have to get the hospitals and the doctors to buy into their low reimbursements. The good news, I just wish I had a trumpet, you know, like in the old days when we could use sound effects. You have until March 31st. All of you people in Northwest Indiana, please spread the word. Until March 31st, you can switch out of Medicare Advantage and back to traditional Medicare with a supplement. Now, 14 people said, but wait, and I'm gonna tell you what the but wait is. If you sign up for Medicare and a supplement within the supplement within six months of initially signing up for Medicare, you can get the best plan available with the most coverage. It's a little higher cost. And today that's plan G for great. But even if you cannot get, because you already have some health conditions and they may do some underwriting, even if you cannot get the best coverage, you can still get a supplement plan. It may cost less, but it will give you, and it may cover less, but it will give you the choice of hospitals and doctors. So here's the headline. You have until March 31st. There's a column up at Terry Savage. Just look under columns. It's about two weeks ago called uh, the Advantage Crunch Arrives. Here's what you can do. You can go to Medicare.gov. You can go back out of Medicare Advantage, sign up for a supplement, the best one you can get, and you will have choice, which is priceless, as so many people are about to learn. What about if you live in Illinois? Oh, you, anywhere in the country. You've, what I see down the road, and it's coming faster than I even thought it would be coming, is the plans either charge more, limit your care, use artificial intelligence to second guess your doctor about whether that scan or MRI or whatever it is is needed, mm -hmm. take delays in giving you answers. And now because they are squeezing, they just announced huge losses. Uh, Cigna just sold its Medicare Advantage uh, program, its entire plan, billions of dollars, because they're not making enough profits. So how do they make it up? By, by limiting care, by squeezing you, the patient, um, and there, this is this is going to be a problem that's growing, but it's happening so quickly now. Right. So, so do this. I'm going to repeat this one more time. Okay, but okay. If someone's saying, Mildred, did you hear what she said? No, I didn't quite get it. You have, if you're an, on Advantage now, you can back out of your Advantage and supplement until March 31st. Do it now. Go to Medicare.gov, search for a supplement plan, see what you qualify for. It may not be the best plan. It may cover less. Be a little less expensive, but you can get back into traditional Medicare and a supplement and Part D, and you will have your choice of hospitals and physicians that accept Medicare, which is most of them. Here's some of your phone calls. Tom, you're on WGN. What can we do for you? Hi. Um, so my name is on the mortgage with my son-in-law. They needed my name for the get a, a, you know for the loan. Get the mortgage. Yeah. Yeah. So my so my my question is. Because I'm retired and almost 80, can we apply for that um, senior discount or freeze or whatever it's called for the taxes, the property tax? The question is not whether your name is on the mortgage, but whether your name is on the deed as well. And those most of those programs involve that must be your primary residence. So my guess is no, but you should know whether you're also on the deed. If you want to move in with your son-in-law, then they could probably get their taxes lowered if they're willing to live with you and you with them. 
Oh, no, that's why they bought this home, so that uh, they bought a ranch, so that's easy for me to maneuver in the house. So I'm living with them currently. Oh, you are living with them. Well, then you need to make yes. sure you're, oh, okay, it's your primary residence. Get your name on then the deed. Your name has to be yes, on the deed. And if so, yes, yes, absolutely, you can apply for a, for a bunch of programs for seniors uh, re- related to property taxes. Yep. Uh, does Terry know how fast tax returns are this year? I don't know. And, um, of course, they just opened. It's not even quite two weeks that they started taking tax returns in. So if you, number one, as usual, sound like, you know, the IRS record. If you will file electronically, make sure to put your bank account number and correct bank routing number on it. You will be among the first. Believe me, that's the most efficient way to get your taxes and to get your done and mm-hmm. to get your mm-hmm. refund returned. And I haven't had anybody saying yet, I filed three weeks ago, so maybe someone wants to call in or two weeks ago when it first started and I've already got my refund. I don't know. 773 said Terry Vanguard reports that the average 401k balance for someone 56 to 64 years old is $256,000. Can that be correct? I am at the upper range of that age group. My 401k balance is $1.3 million. Am I in the minority <laughs> at that amount? Um, I don't know what the spread or distribution is. Um, those reports are designed to let people know that saving over time is, um, is valuable and time leverages money. Now, the fact is, it's, we're in a bull market, I think there are a lot of people who are suddenly finding out that they contributed the max, number one. Number two, not all of those people were in plans where the employer matched. That might spread the curve down a little bit lower. It sounds like to me this person has not only contributed fully, the most possible, and that's a big component of what you wind up with at the end, and the employer match, which doubles your money or a big hunk of your money and contributions immediately. So, yeah, congratulations on being over that $1 million mark. And now the challenge for everybody in that position is, okay, now what? In the five years before I intend to retire, how aggressive am I? Well, if I told you three years ago and I would have, uh, you might want to be a little more conservative, switching some into the equity income fund from the aggressive funds. You might have missed out on the S&P at all-time highs. But the question is looking forward, and you're five years closer to retirement. Now you have to think about, number one, how do I invest within the plan a bit more conservatively now that we're at all-time highs? Gee, you know, maybe the S&P will go to 6,000, and I'll feel dumb, but what if it goes down? So maybe you want to be a little more conservative in your investments now, and then the next big challenge is going to be, okay, I'm retired There's an army of financial services industry waiting to grab me and say, I'll show you what to do with your million something dollars in your 401k. And boy, that's going to ensure their retirement, not necessarily yours. That's uh, Terry Savage. Okay, 312-981-7200. Call or text. We'll get to more of you after we check more business news with Steve Grzanich. Start your timer. It's time for the Wintrust Business Minute sharing Chicago's business news of the day. Bolingbrook-based ATI Physical Therapy has announced the formation of a research arm that will focus on musculoskeletal science. ATI is one of the biggest physical therapy providers in the U.S. and has 900 locations in 24 states. The company says the formation of the Institute for Musculoskeletal Advancement will help advance scientific research while providing resources and opportunities to PT professionals. 
Areas of focus will include post-operative and non-operative outcomes, early access to care, treatment, fidelity, and value-based care. An application has been made to make the Institute an independent nonprofit research-based institution. The Museum of Contemporary Art Chicago may be the next cultural institution where employees are unionized. Workers at the museum have announced plans to form a union in a letter signed by 32 employees. Workers have selected the American Federation of State, County, and Municipal Employees Council 31. That union has also spearheaded organizing efforts at the Field Museum and Art Institute of Chicago. I'm Steve Grzanich, and that's your Trust Business Minute. Steve Alexander has the business of food. Thank you, and oh my, the assault on our bellies continues. Today is National Cream-Filled Chocolates Day, and of course it's Valentine's Day and all that goes along with that, including candy conversation hearts that Chicago's very own Brock's makes by the zillions. Last year we produced over 8 million pounds of conversation hearts. That's Chad the Candyman. His actual name is Chad Womack. He's with Brock's Candy, part of the Ferrara Candy company conversation candy actually started in the 1860s and at the time the shapes were kind of unique they were shell shaped or horseshoe shaped or baseball shaped and then over time they started evolving to hearts and they were actually shared for valentine's day and he'll tell us about some of the trendier messages this year on brock's candy hearts after i tell you about the trendy chevy silverado it and the trendy people at chevydrivechicago.com are sponsoring us today there's never been a better time to put a silverado in your toolbox Okay, those chalky little conversation hearts from Brock's have some new messages this year. Like, uh, let's hang, goats, goals, peace, T-T-Y-L. The old standards still play well. Like, be mine, love you, kiss me, hug me, etc. But if you're looking for something a little edgier, Brock's also makes a version called Wisecracks. Dream on, let's not, pass, salty, whatever. So a little bit edgier than traditional Brock's conversation hearts. By the way, if you're wondering, for some reason, about the nutritional value, well, let's listen in as John Williams asks that question of registered dietitian Don Jackson Blattner. Don, are candy hearts good for your heart? And some level they maybe are because they're giving you, you know, this love message of like, you know, love you, be cool or whatever right. they say. But right. no. <laughs> but they are fun. Come on. Kiss me. Love bug. Dream girl. Enjoy. Happy, Happy Valentine's Day. Day. I'm Steve Alexander, Dream. and that's the business of food Dream. on 720 WGN. Hot mama. XOXO. Yeah, right. A-OK. Best boy. Terry Savage, the nationally syndicated financial columnist. TerrySavage.com is her website. Terry, uh, anything else from you before we go to calls? No, I like taking calls. Okay, well, let's try uh, Holly next then. Holly, you're on WGN Radio with Terry Savage. What can we do for you? Um, I have, um, I'm a retired teacher from Illinois, and I have their Aetna Medicare PPO, and I don't know now I don't know if I'm supposed to change that because now she's got, you know, Terry's got me a little nervous. I live in Florida, too, so I don't know if that has any impact on it. But um, is my Medicare PPO from Aetna an Advantage plan then? Um, you're going to have to call to see whether it is an Advantage plan with a PPO, which allows you to see doctors everywhere. This is really important if you live in two states. Many Advantage plans restrict you 
to um, the in-network is only restricted to areas w- around where you live. So you should know what you have. I suggest you call Aetna, find out. Some Advantage plans are considered PPO types. That allows you to see a wider variety of doctors, but I, I just don't know what you have. Uh, Aetna and uh, well, supplements. I, I have not had any problems in Florida seeing doctors in network or anything okay. like that. All right, but you need to know what your health care covers. I would suggest you contact the number on the card you have, your medical uh, supplement card or your or your insurance card, and, and ask them all those questions. Okay. It's important to know what you have. Holly, good luck to you on that. Just a few texts <clears throat> like this have come in. Hey, John. Hey, Terry. We filed online and received our refund yesterday. Yay. 847. I got my IRS tax refund yesterday. Terry, I filed my taxes on 129 and I got my refund on 25, state and federal. Wow. That's Oh, great. Well, that's that's the kind of, you know, I haven't started seeing those. I've had a couple of people ask, you know, when will I get it? The answer is sooner if you file electronically. Terry, not too would, late to do that. What would be the reason for an employer to not contribute to a 401k? My employer does not, says 224. <clears throat> Um, well, I don't know how to be flip about this because all the employees haven't gotten together and said, you're way behind the curve, boss. Uh, if it's a small company, the it boss might the boss be money in a well, cost the boss money. But the fact is employee benefits are a critical component. And in an economy where there are jobs and there still are jobs available, yeah. it might be worth your while to either look for another job, which has better benefits. And believe me, contributing of a thousand five hundred a thousand dollars a year to grow over the years in your uh, retirement plan is a terrific benefit and maybe it's because it's a small company his brother-in-law is an insurance agent and told him you could set this up you don't even have to contribute joe and nobody ever complained about it yeah of course the first person that complains is like on the list for elimination yeah so it's it's tricky you're right i think you're right Uh, advocate for yourself let's take a couple of calls cindy you're on wgn with terry savage what can we do for you hello um my financial planner just recently recommended that my husband and i invest in a multi-year fixed rate annuity uh, for five years, the rate would be 5.85%. Is that a good okay. idea? Okay. I've written about these before. They're called MIGAs. This is not the same right. as an indexed annuity. It's like the in, uh, insurance industry's version of a CD. And the money will grow and accumulate tax-deferred, so you won't be paying interest on it. And if you have money you want to tie up for five years, uh, that seems like a reasonable rate. Um insurance agents don't make a big commission on MIGAs. So this is not like I'm walking into a thing where you might not get any downside, but you might not get all the upside in the market. I hate when that happens, but I've written about MIGAs uh, and you can just, um, you can look on under my columns, but it wouldn't be something you do with all of your money, but if I, I'm trying to look and see real quickly, a five-year treasury note is not quite at that yield. So they get you get a little bit of a premium. But okay. remember, you're locked in for five years. Cindy, that's a good question and a tight answer. <clears throat> Thank you. We got time. If we go quickly to Curtis, you're on WGN. Curtis, you're on the air. Yeah, hi, Jerry. Um, uh, I want to ask you about the double dipping. Uh, I'm a retired teacher, uh, but I was in sales for 10 years and did over the 40 units. But I looked into that a little bit, and I said, if your pension is too high, you cannot get 
the units, uh, Social Security, uh, and I get the Social Security document every, you know, when they send it out. What it all right, I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you an answer because this all depends on your situation and the numbers. Go to MaximizeMySocialSecurity.com. Pay the $39. You sound like a smart guy. You've got all the facts in hand. Go through the software. They'll help you with it. And they will let you know if Social Security is making a mistake and not paying you enough. Because, in fact, if you do have 40 quarters of credits, you should be getting more from Social Security than the offset. Also know that in Illinois, many teachers were part of a different pension fund. And it was a fund that paid into Social Security. So that's another thing you have to look into. Um, it's not the, uh, right. I'll have to write about that. But the point I'm making is maximize my Social Security com will for thirty nine dollars will run it and then you will have your answer. Forget my platitudes about whether you should or shouldn't or the offset or so on. You really need to do the numbers yourself, and you can uh, post on my blog and let me know your what happened. I would appreciate it. Go to terrysavage.com and say on radio you said to do this, and here's what I found out. I'll be very interested. Happy Valentine's Day, Terry Savage. And to you, one rose to you, John, <laughs> and a lot of money in your IRA. Okay, <laughs> yes, that was her advice for the gift.